And welcome everyone to the weekly Yes And podcast. My name is Travis Thomas. I'm the creator of the weekly Yep and uh, the host. This is episode 109. What are we at? 109? Is that really? Yeah, I'm checking. I'm double checking. 109. So episode 109, I'm interviewing Gene Hess, who is the longtime volleyball coach at Kalamazoo College in Michigan. So yes, we've got another Michiganer showing up on the weekly Yap, representing my roots. And uh, this is going to be a fun conversation today. Uh, Jean had, like I said, she's been coaching at uh, Kalamazoo College for, actually for 35 years, I believe. And back in 2012, she wrote a book called Sportuality. How cool is that, right? It's one of those book titles like, oh, that concept. How did I miss that one? It's so perfect. It's so genius. Um, but once you hear from Jean, you'll hear that uh, this is something that she has been thinking about for a long time now and how she is able to sort of kind of combine sort of the ideas of whether uh, sport and spirituality and, and then how that plays uh, a role in coaching. And again, she's been doing it for 35 years. And so she's learned a few things along the way. So we're talking about how do you bring values? How do you bring character? How do you bring sort of that mindset into a team environment? And she does a beautiful job talking about that. And I met Jean through another coach who I got connected to from another coach. And so again, just this idea of you meet interesting people, they connect you with other interesting people, and Jean is uh, no exception to the rule. So today's podcast is episode 109 of the weekly Yes And podcast, but uh, because we are talking about uh, such a cool concept here, especially spirituality and sports, this is also going to be a part of the Inspired to Give podcast as well. If you haven't checked out Inspired to Give yet, it's inspiredtogive.org, of which I am a contributor. This podcast often shows up on there, and uh, sometimes I have some guest blogs and contributions there as well. So inspiredtogive.org, you'll be able to find this there. Uh, but if you are already listening to it, you have already found it. So uh, glad you are listening. And again, if you ever want to go to iTunes and give me a review or give me a rating, uh, a positive one preferably, but be honest, I would be happy for that as well. And uh, you can go to my website, liveyesand.com, and sign up for the newsletter so you'll get all my goodies as I send them out. So I'm doing some cool speaking right now. I'm in Tampa right now, getting ready to speak to a baseball organization. I'll be in Colorado next week working with the Link School again, uh, and then in Flint in October doing an event um, uh, for Flint on, on mindfulness, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic event. Um, can't wait for it, so more details on that to come. So let's jump in, though, to episode 109 with Jean Hess. Uh, again, she took time. She's in season right now, super busy, uh, but she took time for the weekly Yes And podcast. So please welcome Jean to the weekly app. And please welcome to the weekly Yes And podcast, Jean Hess. Jean, how are we doing today? We are doing fine. Thanks for having me, Travis. Great. Thanks, Jean. And now, for those of you who are listening, Jean, uh, Jean is up in Kalamazoo, Michigan. She is the volleyball coach at Kalamazoo College. And it's even though I live in Florida now, uh, I am still deeply connected, obviously, to home, to the state of Michigan. And uh, so it's always fun to talk to someone from Michigan, especially uh, a city that we can shorten to Kazoo. And uh, so it's great to have you here. And so, Gene, you have been coaching volleyball for 35 years. That's amazing. Yes, I have. That's amazing. Yes, 35 here at Kalamazoo College and then four years in high school prior. 
um, after a high school and college playing career. So, yeah, I've been doing volleyball for a long time. And we were we were we were just we were just talking out sort of off air before we started, and uh, this is obviously we're we're coming into a big transition for you because you've announced this is your your last year of coaching as you start to think about other things, and so what is the uh, what what's the motivation for sort of um, uh, retiring now, and 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 what are you inspired to do? Um, a lot of it has come out of my practice of sitting and knowing and and knowing that it's time. So 35 years is a long time to be at an institution like Kalamazoo. I have seen the evolution of the college. I've seen students grow and change. um, And I've seen myself grow and change into a mother and now a grandmother. So um, some people say, oh, is it just for the grandkids? And I'm like, well, no, but yes. But um, my oldest grandson is five and I, I feel like I've missed a little bit of his life. Um, So I'd like to be more of a family presence, but I also know there are other things that I have to do. And so I'm I'm comfortable uh, leaving this in the hands of someone else. Yeah. And I, I trust that process. I try, I, how many people do I tell to trust the process? And now I have to tell myself to trust the process. That That retirement isn't an ending, but a beginning. Right. You know, and, and it's the beginning of something different, and I'm excited for it. Yes, it's a new chapter, it's a new game, whatever, whatever metaphor we want to use, right? Actually, turn, yes, turning the page. <laughs> and, and yet another one. So, Gene, you and I got connected uh, because uh, it, in a very roundabout way, I know a family who has a son who's a golfer at Kalamazoo. I got connected to the coach. Uh, have only had email connections with the coach, and he says you need to talk to another coach who is you, uh, happens to be you, and uh, uh, introduce me to this idea uh, as well as a book that you published in 2012 called Sportuality. And I really didn't need to know too much more about it beyond the title, and I was like, yes, I already love it. So please tell our listeners uh, what exactly is Sportuality. Sportuality was born out of my need to write things down that I had been saying for years. And I found myself talking about this idea of competition. And and competition truly is an idea that we've created among ourselves. Um, And I studied Latin for a long time. I studied Latin throughout high school and then through my time at University of Michigan. And I go back to etymology of words and, and original meanings of words. And so when you truly look at the word competition, it literally means to work with. Um, the, the, the Western idea that we have with competition is working against. And, and when you say he's really competitive or she's really competitive, it's really in a negative tone saying they're, they're competitive and they have to win and, uh, or else it's just all, all is lost. Right. Um, competition in its truest sense means to work with. And so if you were looking at me talking about this, I'd be bumping my fists together and say, this is what competition is. We're, we're competing against one another. And the only way to win is that you eliminate the other. Uh, when you compete in a sportual sense, you are grateful for the competitor you welcome the competitor, and you compete at the highest level with 
someone and they make you better and that you make them better. That is true competition where you're working with another. And then as I, in my mind and in my my practice, as I thought about this idea of competition and if truly we have created the war mentality through the us versus them idea of competition, of the other, um, and eliminating the other rather than working with the other, negotiating with the other, and bringing the greater good out of the other. So that word is one. And then there are 11 other words that in when used in sport in their uh, original meanings and or, or meanings that I have begun to believe them as that they can bring greater meaning, um, greater a, a greater idea and just really so finding joy in the games, greater joy to the games as we think about these words. So that's that. I, I, I could I could go through the words if you wish, but yeah. uh, <laughs> Well, I think I think we could probably spend our entire time just on that concept alone, of uh, the true meaning of competition compared to the the way that we've adapted sort of competition to mean. I know I know that you you said that so beautifully. That's a concept that uh, whether I'm working with youth or college or, or or professional teams, that's one of those main concepts that that is such a huge mental shift for for athletes and even coaches to get behind is this idea that. That yes, you're you're pushing each other, but it's it's not pushing against. Like you said, it's actually it's it's sort of a pushing with. I remember Timothy Galway in his inner game of tennis book talking about how the yeah. the surfer seeks out the largest wave because the wave provides the greatest challenge and opportunity for the surfer to grow. But he's not. He so he's embrace he's embracing that challenge, and that's essentially what we should be doing um, as we look at our teammates or or the opponent is really sort of uh, appreciating and embracing that challenge, but not in an in an against sort of fashion. No, it's it, uh, yes, and with the idea <laughs> of gratitude, like thank you for being here, and and yeah. not uh, demonizing, not, not creating in a negative light these people that have come to. To, to compete with us. Yeah. Um, well, be, before we move on to, to, to some more of the concepts, uh, how do you as a coach, how do you do work with your players to sort of buy into this idea or help sort of shift their perspective? Um, we work a lot with, with our mission statement, what, what we've said that we're all about, and then with our, our stated values um, of of mindfulness of, of competition of compassion and, and of joy yeah which happened to be which happened to be the values of the golden state warriors so um you're in my, good company <laughs> what's that you're in good company i know well there's yes we are in good company but um yeah we're we we talk a lot about that and we just have that we try and create that language of of unity, of commitment, and then like one of the words that another word that I have and that we talk a lot about within the team is community, which literally means to have charge of together, and it means it's, it's the unity to become one and to to continually become one again um, after any sort of separation. Yeah. Um, so we we our little team is a little community. We have charge of it, but we also are 
residents of a larger community and then a larger community and obviously then the global community. So um, those are two of the big ones that we work with, with the competition and community with the team. And so on on a typical day and on a typical practice, you're in season right now. And, and so what, what are some of the, the, the practical um, ways that, that uh, you keep that sort of front and center as a coach when working with your players to get them to remember sort of these bigger values that you all are playing for? Um, if, if you have a suggestion for that, I'd love to know. But, <laughs> again, it's, it's, they know, uh, and, and at the beginning of the season when we all get together, I put the values out. And as I use the language, they get that. And I find it just on a regular daily basis. Like you said, what do you do on a daily basis? It's just repeating the words, repeating the words, talking about competition, talking about uh, community and having charge of this together. And um, other things like education, uh, education to draw forth. And I'm like, I'm not putting in you. I, I want to draw forth your best person. I want to draw forth your best player. I want to draw forth from you who you are. And we're, therefore, we're going to push you we're going to make you struggle and um heard a quote yesterday that um talked about jesus idea of peace Mm -hmm. where it's not necessarily um uh peace but it that it's not that you're not struggling but it's in the presence of love so that his peace is actually love and, and it doesn't mean there is no struggle so to to embrace really the struggle and to move forward and um, find that unity, the community, the true competition. Um, and I will say it's, it's not as easy as it sounds or as we think it is. Everybody comes with their own agenda, and getting to the one agenda is, is very difficult. Well, and that makes me think, too, just the idea of whenever you start speaking about um, you know, values and, and that some of our core values are love and compassion and teamwork. And, you know, in sports, a lot of times you start talking about those kinds of values and people will automatically assume, oh, that, that must mean that, um, you know, it's not a very competitive environment or maybe you're soft and maybe you don't really care about the result. Uh, and without making the connection that, you can actually have, you know, that the one actually supports one another. You know, it's, it's sports teams that have high respect, trust, and value doesn't mean they don't have high levels of conflict and competition. It's just that they're operating from values, a, uh, maybe a stronger foundation of values that, that allows for uh, more honesty and allows for more uh, candor and actually allows for... Um, more of a competitive environment because it's built on trust and respect. Have, have you seen that in your coaching? Absolutely, and, and I've seen it grow um, over the years. But where at this point I am much more able and willing than, than I was as a young coach to initiate and to sit in the hard conversations, what, what we consider the, the really difficult conversations of this is what I see, this is where you need to be, or you you should not be a part of this anymore kind of thing so, right. so there those are some of the hard conversations or you know where i feel um you need to grow to be a better member of our community um so yes i've 
grown in 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 my coaching as I've as I've truly considered all of these ideas and and I know I know they work because I know I have alums who come back and say I get it now you know they're like I yeah. get it and maybe it's not immediate I know that this process is not immediate I know that you don't plant a seed of an idea and it grows into a flowering fruit tree in the next day I get that or, or four years right <laughs> right no exactly and and maybe I am more willing to accept an outcome but knowing that the seeds have been planted um, the young ones are they are impatient there is an impatience there and they want things immediately and I suppose as an older coach that I know that that's not possible yeah. Um, you know, we have to we have to do the hard work. You got to do the hard work. You got to continue the discipline. You have to continue the commitment. Um, and, and our mission statement says to teach excellence, commitment, respect of self and others in a culture of trust. And so, yeah, I, that that takes sometimes a long time to continue to develop. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah. And so, well, and and to get into spirituality here a little bit more as well, you know, we're you and I have seen just like most people have seen how obviously sports only continues to get bigger, which means the business continues to get bigger, which means youth sports has turned into a a billion dollar industry, and and so you're you're getting kids coming into your program who a lot of times maybe haven't had. Um, uh, the best example or, or maybe the best intentions uh, for, uh, uh, you know, what youth sports, the intent of youth sports. What are what are some of the ideas you're really trying to share uh, or instill uh, with your team or, or, or with players as they come into your program? Um, so that's so rich. Um, so one of the things I just say in the volleyball culture, in the in the youth volleyball culture, that that we cannot have a team of more than eight players, so so that everybody has this, you know, that everybody plays. Um, it's just the idea of that, it, that playing is actually a, a right and not a privilege, and um, it's something that's given and not earned. Uh, so those are some of the things that that I find that we have to continue to teach is this dedication, this commitment, this discipline, even though there's not a guaranteed outcome and you, you continue to go at it and you, it grows you no matter what. Um, my youngest son who uh, w- w- played baseball and he was at Western, he went down through the IMG Academy, he trained, was drafted by the Detroit Tigers. And after his three years of service to the Tigers um, in the in the minor leagues, came back home and was finishing up his degree. And he he said, um, "We said, well, why don't you go back and give back to the community that gave so much to you as a young as a youth, like with his baseball training facility?" And he said, "You know." I don't like where youth sports has gone. And and this is a 26-year-old. Yeah, right, and, right. And and so he's saying, you know, he sees this youth sport. And now, um, you know, as I been, have been talking about the ideas of spirituality and this idea of sport and business does come up on a regular basis. 
because you do hear, you know, in, in scripture and, 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 and wisdom tradition language that money is the root of all evil. And um, so as we put a price tag on it and money on it, there is this more the sense of urgency and expectation and um, all of these kind of things. But, but Kevin, when he said that, was like, wow. So the, the, it, what is happening here um, with, with the people actually making a living off of youth, where a lot of, um, there are surgeons, right? There are so many more surgeries happening on youth and children. Yes. Where some surgeons have actually said that to, to do too many, like to throw too many curveballs or to play youth football or whatever is actually child abuse. I mean, that is where it's become. Right. Because we're seeing our children as commodity. We're seeing our, our children's bodies as a commodity and not as as a, a, a physical entity attached to a, a, a mind and a spirit. What spirituality does is connect all of those and says, yes, your body is important because the word holy literally means to become one. And that's holy, in, in the chapter that I write on holy, talks about health and how to take care of the self and the, and the physical self and the mental self. And um, to be holy or W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy um, participating in something. So, yes, uh, I believe that as we commodify things, whether it is education or sport or health, that um, the people in general, the community of people sometimes suffer. So I, I think there are questions that we do have to answer there. Why are we doing this? Why? Yeah, that was just coming to me. I was like, yes, right? What are, what are those questions as a parent, as a parent listening to this podcast who has a child in youth sports? What questions? Because it's so easy without even thinking about it to get so wrapped up in, well, I guess I need to have my child doing this, and I guess they need to be doing this, and I guess they need to be doing this. Why? Well, because all the other kids are doing this. And so what, what are those questions to help a parent have pause and say, wait a second, what questions should I be asking? Ask their kids what do they love and not because I love it. Yeah. Right? What do you love to do? And I, there was a little girl in a, in a restaurant the other day, and she was so sweet. She was about two years old eating with her parents. And... It, they, we, they saw that I had a volleyball shirt on. Oh, should she play volleyball? And I'm like, I don't know. She Only she knows, right? But as a child, as a youth, I think the best models uh, maybe come from the East where it's just train them in gymnastics and dance and body and awareness and, and let them play outdoors and let them play rather than teaching them organized sport um, until they're well over 10, 12, 13, 14 years old. Yeah. But to, to bring out their inner athlete first, so educate them in the ways of play and sport early um, and have this sense of body confidence. Um, and, and boys, too. Both of our boys had gym, gymnastics as, as, as youth here at, at Western Michigan University. They did a little clinic. And they would just go and they'd, they'd get comfortable with their bodies moving through space right and that's really an important thing that we forget um to teach our children so i think 
if we can teach our children that self-awareness, that body awareness, but then also what we were talking before the podcast began with this whole mindfulness with children, I think that's important too, you know, to, to be asking the critical questions, is this something I love? Because as a parent, when you're child comes to you and says, I, I don't want to play this anymore. And we've invested our entire, like, our entire social life around the parents on this, their team. Um, there goes what we thought we were, too. Yeah. So well, I think we really need to be cognizant of who we are as parents and what we're trying to help our children achieve. Um, a lot of it is a, a scholarship, and, and, and I see that through the volleyball clubs. You know, if I go into a club or, you know, I have, we have this person on scholarship, this person on scholarship, all over the walls. Um, and, and so, but I do know that they experience the same issues of physical health, of mental health, and even of crisis of spirit that we do at Division Three. that any child does growing up, that, that it, just because you receive a scholarship does, does not make you immune to issues of of, you know, the heart. Yes. So, and and I, I, I think we as parents also have to say, like, what are we afraid of if our child, so, so if our child isn't uh, on the all-star team when they're eight years old, are you afraid they're not going to pitch in the major leagues? You know, we have to, um, what is the fear? We have to look at what <laughs> right. we're afraid of. Right. And, and are we going in with the expectation that, uh, that they are going to be pitching in the major leagues, and and yeah. and that's the standard that we're holding them to, or the standard of you know <clears throat> the Division One scholarship, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and obviously you know being involved in youth sports myself, I've seen uh, and, and working at IMG Academy and and mm-hmm. uh, the number of kids that I worked with uh, or work and continue to work with that they actually get to the point where they've been offered a college scholarship, that thing that they were in pursuit of, and but by the time it's been offered to them, they are burned out. They don't even, they don't want to play anymore. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah. So to to what cost, you know, especially with youth sports, to what cost uh, are we making this thing so important? And and how are we feeding our kids? What are we feeding our kids mentally, spiritually, physically? What are we feeding them? And and so at Division Three, the, the last thing I would like is a burned out athlete because they come here and it's we don't offer scholarships and, for athletic ability, mm-hmm. and we challenge them greatly in the classroom. And the students that graduate from here with with a career in college athletics are so much farther along in terms of leadership and confidence and conquering the world and with, with then with the academic skills to do this to, to be able to actually do that um, I, I, I really relish and I love the division three model um, and and yes I, I will miss I will terribly miss working with these young athletes who are so gifted in the classroom and in, in, in life um, they just their trajectory is just beyond mine and uh and and my I, I went to Michigan I was supposed to be a doctor that didn't ever happen because I played volleyball but um uh I am here so that I can help others other young women actually achieve that while competing at a pretty high level 
Right. And while while being able to get those lessons of sport, um, and then take them out into what it is they want their career to be. Now, it's because we're women. Is that an advantage? Because we know we're probably not going to go pro in most things. Um, and is it more of a problem for boys? You know, because every boy that's born is is an automatic pro athlete, right? Um, so I, I or in my circles anyway, the, the circles in which I travel. And, yeah. You know, you wonder if, if they're going to actually go pro, but um, and and that their sport actually will serve them in their life in the future. You know, that they can continue to have joy. My goal for people that go through my program is to, when they're done playing their collegiate career, they can look back with joy and they can look in it as joy and they can say, I remember it with fondness and with joy, with love, and they connect back. And that's probably the most important thing for me. And I I would hope that for any parents that, that they can ask their children, do you love this? Do you have joy? in this game and can you simply say to a child after a contest I love watching you play I just love watching you play yeah, because yeah. it gives me great joy and if, if that if you can answer that question um, that will bring you and your child closer together right right yeah and I love that feedback too and I, I've, I've used that myself you know <laughs> and especially you know as a coach and parent there's plenty of times maybe after a game where you know the competitive coach side of me wants to go all right I've got to give you know I've got some points they need to, I need to make sure they hear and I catch myself I'm like whoa 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 no it's <laughs> no, really not, not my job and just to give that feedback wow I really love watching you play I love watching you play, and, yeah. and actually, yeah, because I, I was glad my kids played baseball because I can't give them much feedback. The only feedback I can give them was, "Wow, I just I simply adore watching you play." Yeah, because, I love that. You know, because I could see their awareness, I could see their integration with their teammates. I could, I could. It, it made me feel good to watch them. And uh, a hard thing for me as a coach and a parent was then being the parent watching someone else it's like you said someone else coaching my kid and um and to and to have the same thought about the joy in the games as I have when I coach it so it's it's not easy it's always tough there's always going to be a struggle but it doesn't mean an absence of love right right now, Gene, tell us about the uh, the Sportuality box score. How does that work? Oh, the box scores are are, are things during the during the chapters. Um, well, let's see that let you kind of reflect on the idea. Um, so, community chapter. the The box score says. Why are you drawn to people who have heart? What does your life reflect? Uh, How does your life reflect what is in your heart for yourself and for others? Can you see what is in your heart manifests in your community, your team, your family? Do you realize that your emotions affect your performance? How do you manage and access those emotions? Um, And so, yeah, so just little, they're just little box scores of things that kind of help you make it real for you because I put in the book anecdotes of things that I know and that are in my experience but this is saying 
what is your experience in this particular, um, in this particular, through this particular word, this particular idea? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, uh, I, I just, I, I just thought of this idea, um, or this question that, that I think would be really helpful because I think a lot of times, again, we're going back to youth sports and, and talking to parents here or, or even talking to any players who might be listening. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's helpful to know, you know, for you as a college coach, when, when, when you get a chance to talk to maybe a young player or a youth player, someone who might be interested in playing at the collegiate level, beyond just their ability, what, what are those things that you are, are really sort of conscious of um, as a person or as a character that, that you're really interested in that, that maybe parents aren't always thinking about? What a great question. I love sitting with young people who are curious, who have questions. When you say, oh, do you have any questions? Well, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, who truly have, you can tell the wheels are turning. I love a curious mind. Um, I also love someone who just says, I would do anything to play my sport. I love my sport, and here's why I love my sport. Some don't know why. Um, and if you don't know why this sport is resonating with you, sometimes then it's more about the, the outside forces uh, affirming that for you, either parents or coaches or friends. Right. And, and, and so I would rather sit with a young person that is, um, that is, that is curious, that is uh, obviously thinking about the process. And seeing where they want to be and, and knowing where they want to be in life and knowing that this process of sport can help them get there. Um, currently at Kalamazoo College, we have a group of young people. We don't have a phys ed major. We don't have, um, we don't have like sport management programs. We do have a business major. We have a lot of athletes who are very interested in staying in this business of sport. And so we have had young people, our students, put together a student organization that is uh, sport, sport and business careers, and or business sport careers, where they can you know, they can stay in sport and they can stay in this whole idea of sport and still earn money. You know, because sometimes in academia that there is a a disconnect between athletics and academics. Um, and I love to see where a young person is able to make that connection. And they're, they're bright, they can articulate their purpose, and they can say, this is what I want out of my academic career. Um, as I talk to a young person and, uh, who's, who's just even, maybe even just beginning the college search process, but I do ask them to journal, journal this. Because uh, after a while, they all tend to run together, and, you, and, and your memory doesn't serve you well with one versus the other. And, like, really think about and consider, why did you feel that way? Because as you go through and talk to coaches, as you go through and, ta and, and, and meet with uh, other colleges and, and, or places where you might want to end up, how did you feel? Mm. How did you feel? Because as I asked my team, like, why did you choose this college? I don't know. I just felt, it just felt right. There's that, that's that spiritual piece of things. That's the, you know, the feeling that the, the, the that which is unarticulated, that, that it is simply known. 
that I just knew I had to be here. Yeah. Um, so those kids, the, the ones who have a, a, a sense of themselves and where they fit in the world, um, those kids are truly fascinating to me. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And, uh, and and there's a sense of ownership, right? There's a sense of ownership and accountability that goes along with that um, when when you can tell that, you know, that, that young athlete or that child has put some thought into why exactly uh, they play this game or love this game in the first place. Yes, yes. And one other thing I love in children and, and young people and any, well, anybody actually is – um, and it's one of the sportual words is humor. I, I love a good sense of humor, not that you can make me laugh, or but that, <laughs> or that you maybe that you can laugh with me, right? Yeah. And the yeah. humor, the word literally means to be fluid and flexible like water, to flow around and through an issue with ease and grace. You know, and, and it, everything isn't the end. That if I if I bump up against a rock in the middle of the river, then I don't have humor. But as my humor allows me to flow around that rock uh, and, and into safer waters. Um, and uh, this sense, it's a sense. It's a sixth sense, a seventh sense, whatever sense it is. But it's a sense of humor to be fluid and flexible, to flow around and through issues. And sometimes it's funny. And, and sometimes we laugh at ourselves. We laugh with others. Um, but I would rather have funny people on my team. And I've found that when... Uh, a team is able to laugh among itself and with others. Um, there's a lot more joy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a lot more fun. And so this, I, so in addition to the academic piece and the curiosity piece, I think there's this sense of humor that is cultivated in young people that we should cultivate in young people um, to allow them to play with ease and grace. I you love know, that. You know, to know themselves, yeah. And I love, yeah, and I love getting to that root of what humor is all about. The 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 free flowing. It uh, it reminds me of Bruce Lee talking about to be like water when he. Uh, I can't quote him directly, but it's a a beautiful um, analogy that he uses. That life is like you know to be like water. It's strong and yet fluid at the same time. Um, now, Gene, I'm super respectful of your time because you are a coach in demand, in season. You've got players that have meetings for you. But before we let you go, how can people find you and your book? Oh, gosh. Um, Sportuality does have a Facebook. Sportuality, Finding Joy in the Games. We have a Facebook page. Um, I am on LinkedIn. I am also on Facebook. I uh, Sportuality... Um, sportualitybook.com is the website for the Sportuality book and it can be purchased from Amazon or from Balboa Press. Perfect. I'm looking at the website right now. It's a fantastic website. So the website again is sportualitybook.com and again, it is on Amazon and Barnes & Noble as well. Uh, Gene, thank you so much. Uh, Really grateful. You're in season. I know you're super busy. Um, but I thought this was just an idea, a concept, a conversation that would be really valuable to, uh, to the um, weekly Yes And audience. So thank you so much for your time. Yes, and thank you. I am so grateful to you and, and 
see, finding out about you through Mitch Wilson, uh, our golf coach, who I revere and who is just an amazing coach on his own, um, was a wonderful connection. So I appreciate Mitch and I appreciate you uh, for what you're bringing to the greater good of, of everyone here. So thank you. Thank you, Gene. I appreciate that. And thank you, Mitch, who I look forward to meeting in person as well at some point. <laughs> Fantastic. Have a great day, Gene. You too, Travis.